Welcome to Western Hills Podcast. Scott said, my name is Lane Luttrell. I'm the preaching intern here for the summer. And last week we wrapped up a series, but today we are launching off a new series, just as Scott said, on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm so glad that you could join us this morning. If, if you're a, a guest with us, and we are just so happy that you could come here on this first Sunday of this series. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask if, if you do not have a Bible, then you can grab one that is in front of you in the pew. And that, you know, that can be your, your take home. That's our gift to you uh, if you do not currently own a Bible. Well, we are, are starting this new series. We're going to talk about bringing a part of heaven down to earth. Each week we do this, we're going to bring a different part of heaven down to earth. And we're going to be looking at how we can answer the question, where do we encounter Jesus? Where do we encounter Jesus? Because so, so many of us in here, we might have encountered Jesus a long time ago, or, or maybe some of us in here have recently encountered Jesus or the presence of God, or, or possibly some of us in here have never encountered Jesus. And what are we supposed to do when we encounter Jesus? And what, what that encounter means is that heaven and earth meet. They come together. And it is, it is a beautiful thing in the name of Jesus whenever heaven and earth can meet in our lives and when we can encounter Jesus. And that, so that's the, the question that we are pursuing to answer in this series. What it would look like to have heaven on earth. And I love that phrase, heaven on earth, because we use it for, for so many different things. You know, my grandmother, Hazan, her chicken and dumplings, now that is heaven on earth. Oh my goodness, when, I, when it's my birthday in Abilene, she makes me chicken and dumplings, game over. It's the greatest thing in the entire world. That's heaven on earth. Or, or my grandmother, Nanny, her pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. Now that is heaven on earth right there, ladies and gentlemen. You curl up on the couch, you've got a big plate of pumpkin pie, you're watching the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. That's heaven on earth. You didn't think I was going to go the whole summer and not have a Dallas Cowboys reference, did you? I thought you knew me a little better than that. Come on. I'm wearing their colors right now. I mean, seriously, that was not on purpose, actually. You know, or, or my, my mother makes great, I mean, pickled onions. Even that is heaven on earth. Or Chick-fil-A nuggets. Oh, don't even get me started. Chick-fil-A nuggets and Chick-fil-A sauce. You smother them. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. I'm sorry to bring that up. Is anybody else hungry, by the way? Let me ask that. Uh, is it lunchtime yet? We use this phrase, heaven on earth, over and over again, not just for food, but it's a funny concept to have heaven on earth. But what if I told you that it's possible? What if I told you that having heaven on earth is possible and it's through Jesus Christ that we can have heaven on earth? And the part of heaven that we are going to pursue bringing down to earth today is rest. Heavenly rest. Heavenly rest. Because we live in a busy world. We live in a 
go-go world. We live in a world where we have deadlines that we have to hit and we have appointments that we have to make and we have to be here on time and we have to get our work done by five on Friday and then, you know, I've got to get to this Starbucks at this time because if I don't, then it is too busy and I don't want to go to the one across the street because that one is always busy and then you got kids that are screaming in the back. I don't have kids, but some of y'all do and you know what that's like. You got kids that are screaming in the back because now you're making them late and you we're so busy and then we're not even at work yet but then we get to work and we just have things piling on and on and on and one thing after another and not only are we occupied but now we are pre-occupied that word is so ridiculous and it should not be in our vocabulary but we are now pre-occupied and we live in a busy busy world And then after our work is done, we get home and we want to take a deep breath and we want to rest. And then somebody asks us, hey, what's your plan for tomorrow? I just got home. What's on your agenda for tomorrow? And then you just can't sleep because because all you're thinking about is tomorrow. All you're worried about is tomorrow. And all you're worried about is, am I checking all my boxes? We are busy. We are busy. And Jesus tells us over and over again, come to me all who are weary. And if they were busy back then, oh, you bet we are way too busy now. Rest can be a possibility. Rest from heaven can be obtained can be available to us on earth. And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to read a story of a time where heaven meets earth. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Genesis 28. Genesis 28 is where we're going to be this morning, starting in verse 10. And this story is the story of Jacob and a dream that Jacob has. It's a truly beautiful story. Jacob, the brother of Esau, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham. Jacob has just basically stolen his brother's blessing from his father. And he leaves his home and he rests his head for the night. And it is here where he has a dream. Starting in verse 10, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and, of, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offering. I am with you and will watch over you. Wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I promised you. And when Jacob awoke from his sleep, 
he thought, surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head, set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. So that is a, is a beautiful, beautiful story of a time where, where heaven comes down and meets earth. And what we're going to do this morning is we're going to really break down this story. I'm going to dive deep into this story. But before we do that, we must put ourselves in the time and place of Jacob. And during that time, they had a, a d- different view of the relationship between heaven and earth. And this is why this handy dandy whiteboard is here. I know you were wondering about it, and I'm going to tell you, or I'm going to show you. And so back in that time, the imagery that is used in Genesis 1 and 2 is that heaven and earth overlap. And they are one in the garden. But then, of course, in Genesis 3, there is this fall and there is this separation. And so through Scripture, scholars have maintained the thought that that the view of heaven and earth are that there are two dome-like figures. Two dome-like where one is heaven up top and the other is earth down below. And the Hebrew word for heaven can actually be translated as sky. That explains the clouds and the earth here that we have on stage. So you have heaven that is in the sky, and that is is pertaining to the waters above. And then the land down below is called earth. And what happens whenever it rains is actually God opening up the first dome, and rain makes its way down. But this time, what we see in the story of Jacob's dream is not rain coming down, but we actually see God opening up the heavens, and there is a stairway that actually would look more like a ladder with angels ascending and descending on it the gate of heaven, so heaven coming down. This is what Jacob is seeing, heaven meeting earth. And it is at this place where we see a couple of characteristics of God and the relationship that God has made with Jacob. First and foremost, there is a covenant that is in play here. God... uh, you know, tells Jacob that he's making a covenant with him. And every time you read the Old Testament, I would mark down where a covenant happens because God never gets out of his covenant. If God is making a covenant with you, God is going to stay in it. There is no doubt there. And so God is making a covenant with Jacob and he says, I will be with you. And what Jacob does next is he has has hope now. He had just stolen his father's blessing. He is now by himself in the wilderness, sleeping on a stone. He's alone. And God tells him, God finds him and says, I will be with you. 
And now when God makes a covenant with us, it gives us hope. But this is not a situation where false hope is in play. This is not, this is not a situation where somebody would tell you, oh, I don't, I don't know if I would get your hopes up. It might not happen. I don't know if we can go to Disney World. It might not happen. Don't get your hopes up. This isn't a situation like that. This is God making a covenant. This is hoping in something certain. This is hoping in something that is going to happen. And so when, when Jacob receives this covenant, when he realizes that this is a place where heaven meets earth, and I did not know it, what he does next is incredible. He does not run from this place. He doesn't run away from this place. He doesn't want to leave this place. And he doesn't say, yeah, God, that's great, but oh, you woke me up. He doesn't say, God, that's awesome, but, you know, I haven't, I haven't had my morning coffee yet. And I've been sleeping on the stone all night. And, and so, you know, my back is kind of hurting and I need to stretch before. And I'll worry about that tomorrow. Jacob doesn't say that. What Jacob immediately does is he establishes God's presence. And he changes the name of that city to Bethel. Bethel literally means house of God. He said, this city has a name. It's already been named by mankind. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to change this name to the house of God. I'm going to establish God in this place where he encountered God he establishes God. And that is so important in our, in our lives because like I said earlier, maybe some of you have already encountered God. You've encountered Jesus and you're looking for ways that you can encounter God again. Establish Jesus in your life. And maybe some of you very recently have had an encounter with God and you're wondering, what do I do next? Establish the presence of God in your life. Maybe some of you are wondering, how do I encounter Jesus? How do I get to that point? Start by, in, by establishing God's presence in your life. Establishment leads to encountering. Establishing the presence of God, establishing Jesus Christ as your leader leads to encountering Jesus. And now some of you are wondering, where does rest come into play? And I'm, I'm glad that you asked that because what happens next is, is so great. You remember whenever Jacob said, this is the gate of heaven. Notice how this, this is not, this is the gate to heaven. I enter this and I get to heaven. No, but this is the gate of heaven. This is the gate that brings heaven down to earth. And when the Pharisees are questioning Jesus because they know everything and they know the Old Testament and they surely know this story, they're questioning Jesus and Jesus is like, oh, I'm gonna blow your minds. <laughs> you think you know this story. This story has changed. And Jesus tells us in John 10, starting in verse 7, 
Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And now you can only imagine what's going through their minds. You can only imagine what they're thinking. They're like, Jesus, how can, how can you be a gay? First of all, you're human, so the science doesn't really match up there. And Jesus, you know, Bethel is the place. That's, that's where the, the gate is, right? That's the gate that brings heaven down. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. When I came down from heaven, I changed everything. That's what you need to understand is that when Jesus died on the cross for your sins, he changed everything. And now the gate is not a city. The gate is Jesus Christ so you want to bring heaven down to earth, establish Jesus Christ in your life. If you want to have heaven on earth, establish Jesus in your life, more specifically in your homes. Because what Jesus says right here in verse 10, no, I'm sorry, verse nine, they will come in and go out and find pasture. That is straight from Psalm 23. Maybe the most famous Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down beside green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Rest, peace, quiet pasture. That's what Jesus brings. That's the part of heaven that Jesus brings that we can have today. Because when Jesus laid down his life for you, he made heaven available to you here on earth. He makes me lie down beside still waters. Jesus says they will come in and go out and find pasture. What that means is that this rest is not just sleep. Please hear me out. It's not just taking a, a great nap. It's not just falling asleep easier at night. But it's rest after a hard day of work. And it's peace after a big fight in your family. And it is quiet after the storm hits. This rest is way more than just taking a good nap. This is what helps your heart beat at a good pace. This is what helps your head stay above water. And can I get, can I get personal real quick? A couple years ago, um, my, my junior year of college, it was on Thanksgiving break, and I was back home and, um, you know, I was just feeling numb. You know, I, I, I was just feeling numb. I wasn't really happy. I wasn't really 
sad, and I'm sure that some of us in here can, can relate to just that numb feeling, that, that numb season. And, and junior year of college, uh, it, the majority of college students say their junior year is their toughest year, and it definitely was for me. And I remember going home, and I was just short with everyone. I was short with my, with my parents. They would ask me questions, and I would give one-word an, one answers. And, you know, I wouldn't play with my dog, and I love my dog. And, and my sister, you know, she was there, but something was just, just off. And what, what happened was I, w- I was stretching myself too thin, and I was too busy. I was taking on too many things. I was too stressed. I was too anxious, and I was not getting this heavenly rest that Jesus can provide. And I finally, on, on the last night of that Thanksgiving break, I, I finally told my parents, we were sitting outside by a fire, and I don't know what came over me, but uh, I just told them, I'm not 100%. I'm not 100%. I don't know what's going on. And, and my mom, oh, the classic time where like moms just know exactly what to do, which to students, your mom knows exactly what to do all the time. Learn that now. Um, she said, I know. We were just waiting for you to tell us. And I just started breaking down. Um, and she just comes over uh, and just holds me. And just holds me. And we're crying together. And, and, and you talk about a time of just pure joy and peace. Finally being able to just oh, breathe. Finally being able to rest. Finally knowing what it's like whenever God says, I will be with you. That's the covenant God makes with us. That's the rest that Jesus brings to earth. And we can have that same rest today by establishing Jesus in our homes and in our lives, we can have rest. And so what we are going to do now By having rest and by establishing Jesus in your homes, the reason why we're, we're specifically talking about that is because home is where you lay your head down, right? Home is where you go to at, at the end of a long day. And now Jacob laid his head down on a stone. I know it was probably a lot bigger than this, but play along with me. I don't want to carry around a big stone. You've laid his head down on a stone. Have you ever been camping? And I'm not talking about like glamping and the glamour camping where, you know, you got a nice TV set up and AC, but you're out in the woods. No, that's not camping. Come on. I'm talking laying down on straight up rock and dirt and bugs are crawling over you. Not a huge fan of it. It's, I did it once and it's not comfortable, right? <laughs> laying your head down on a stone is not comfortable. Resting on a stone is not comfortable. What's the stone 
in your life that is causing a crick in your neck? What's the stone in your life that, that is weighing you down? What's the stone in your life that is, that is holding you back from having heaven on earth? What's the stone that you need to lay down and put as the pillar and say, I used to rest on you, but now I rest in God. Because the stone for me was my pride. I, I wanted to do this all on my own, right? I wanted to do it all by myself. And maybe your stone is that, that you are so busy that, that you just keep going from one thing to the next and it is you know, pulling you way too thin and it is stressing you out. Maybe your stone is that you think that if you rest or if you, if you take a day off, then you're not going to hit that deadline or turn in that assignment. So it's causing you to be anxious. Maybe your stone is worrying about tomorrow. And so you are afraid. What's the stone that you've been resting on? That you need to stop resting on the stone and start resting in God. Because what that is going to do is it's going to change your life. Here's what your life would look like if you started resting in God. Rest, quiet, peace. All of these things from heaven can be on earth with us today if we establish Jesus in our home. So what we're going to do, we have volunteers. Um, you probably saw some orange you know, buckets and tubs on your way in outside. What we're going to do is those are filled with stones just like these. And so on your way out, we've got some stones over there and we've got them by this exit as well. Take one on your way out and, and set it you know, on a central location in your house, on a coffee table, on a dinner table, as a reminder that you used to rest on a stone, but now you rest in God. And what, what you're doing by, by, you know, setting this stone there is you are establishing your home as Bethel, as a house of God. And you're saying, this is, my house is now a house of of God. Establish Jesus in your homes and you will find pasture and you will find rest. Bring heaven down with Jesus and you will be able to rest easy knowing that God is with you and that this peace and quiet that rest brings from heaven will be with you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. God, we love you and we thank you for the rest that you provide. Now we thank you for, for the, the rest and the peace and the quiet and, and the silence that we can have on earth as it is in heaven. And God, we can bring heaven down. We can bring this part of heaven down. All we have to do is establish your presence and establish Jesus in our homes. Once we do that, we can rest. So God, may we find pasture. 
in your son, Jesus Christ, this morning. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Western Hills podcast. Please visit our website, westernhillsonline.org, to find out more about us.